Next up, we've got John Cox joining us from WA Asset Management, the Chief Investment Officer of Public Markets. John, it does seem like, at least uh, for the time that I've covered markets, about a decade, the list of real problems is about as uh, long uh, but meaningful as it's been right now. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Rebecca's point about how there still could be a capitulation sort of event yet to come? Well, she makes some very good points. Um, I am uh, near term, I think there's reason for, for pessimism, but investors kind of have to look out beyond just the next couple of weeks or a couple of months. And I think if you look back in, in market history, we've been through some very difficult times before. Obviously, COVID was you know, a hundred year pandemic. Uh, we had the China US friction and, and tariffs in, in late 2018. Obviously the financial crisis, September 11th. So to say we're in unprecedented times, maybe in the last 50 years, we haven't dealt with this type of inflation, but markets are always climbing the wall of worry. And so you have to look and say, when can things turn around? And I wanna be positioned for that recovery. And so one of the things that, that give us some optimism when we look beyond 2022 into next year is that uh, historically coming uh, out of a midterm election, uh, the 12 months post midterm elections have been positive 18 out of 18 times going back to 1950. Um, again, there's always a, 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 a streak that can be broken, but that's pretty compelling data. And then when you look at once we enter a bear market, how do how does the next 12 months shape up? That tends to be positive and strongly positive. So we entered a bear market June 13th. So when we look out 12 months, uh, market history would tell us that we should be higher um, and maybe, you know, the median average is, is 25% up after that period. One of the most interesting stats I saw this week was looking at the valuations typical of bear market bottoms, where our bear market right now, if it ended today, we would have a valuation significantly, a trailing PE basis of 17, whereas the average bear market bottom is closer to 13, which is pretty amazing to think how far we are above that, which brings me to the question about duration and holding period and looking through, a point well taken about looking through but what are the odds we should assign right now that we possibly could be in one of those rare moments like a dot-com where it takes uh, years, possibly decades to break even on the index? That, uh, that's, that clearly is a possibility. I don't think that's my base case. Okay. I think you, know, you talk about market valuations and you look at um, value-oriented uh, sectors that are trading more you know, sub 15 times earnings. You look at uh, international that's in the low double digits, emerging markets might be high single digits. So you've got some markets uh, across the globe that are trading um, more attractively than the U.S. markets. Every every uh, country and every region is dealing with their own issues. Um, but uh, again, I think the next few months could be could be tricky. But I think we we um, I don't expect this to be a drawn out you know, 18, 24, 36 month type of bear market. Mm. Bear markets tend to be about 11 months on average. That's, you know, some are, are much quicker than that. Like the COVID downturn, the reco recovery was quick. Um, other bear markets might last a little bit longer like the financial crisis. Um, this one could play out more like the, the median, which is, you know, 11 or 12 months. John, if that's the scenario, what do you want to own today? What do you think will be the best performing off the bottom in a year from now? if this optimistic short-term look comes through? 
Well, just about every time we've had a turning point in the markets, so we've gone through uh, either a recession or a bear market, um, there's a change in leadership in, in asset classes. So, you know, coming out of the dot-com bubble bursting in, in the early 2000s, technology did poorly for the next decade, but but value stocks did well, small cap stocks did well, emerging markets did well. So I think you have to kind of look at it like that, that, that the, the asset classes that have not necessarily participated over the last 10 years are better positioned to do well going forward. Okay, so uh, as we've seen the big tech really dragging us down here, can we get back uh, to that heyday? Do you think we'll ever see the giants of the index from our tech uh, boom trade back at the levels that they did, uh, maybe price-wise of earnings, but what about valuations? Do you think uh, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, are these companies that could trade with the same valuations? And if not, then how long till we get the earnings enough to get the price back to where they were? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, you can be a great company and not necessarily be a great stock in, in this current environment. And I think that is how I would characterize those companies that you named. If you think about back in the last uh, tech bubble bursting in, in the early 2000s, it took Microsoft a, a, a while to get back to where they were. Other really strong technology companies, Cisco, it took it took a long time. So I think it could take um, you know five years or more for some of those companies to get back to their peak levels. But there's so many other companies that are you know nowhere near the um, the valuation that you know, those top holdings like Apple and, and Amazon and Microsoft that uh, the market's just kind of ignored for, um, you know, much of the last decade. And I think with their attractive valuations, I think that's uh, where investors should look. All right, John, great chat, uh, a nice uh, um, addition to our conversation and a, a great start off this morning. Appreciate the perspective as well. Thanks so much, Oliver. Absolutely. John Cox from WA Asset Management.